Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. November the 24th, 1971, a man dressed smartly in a suit boarded a Northwest Orion Airlines plane in Portland in Oregon. Little did anyone know that this man would go on to hijack the plane and make off with $200,000. Welcome to 10 Minute True Crime and the mysterious case of D.B. Cooper. Flight 305 from Portland was heading to Seattle, Washington on November the 24th, 1971. It was the day before Thanksgiving, and many people were travelling that day to get home or to see family. Dan Cooper bought a ticket from the Northwest Orient desk that afternoon, the 2.50pm flight to Seattle, and paid for his ticket in cash. He was an unassuming man aged in his 40s, dressed in a trench coat, business suit, a black tie, a white shirt, and he was carrying an attaché case. The staff member handed him a ticket for the C-18C, and he went on his way. He didn't stand out in the airport, or when he boarded the flight. The flight was set to depart on time, and along with the other passengers, Dan Cooper filed onto the plane and sat down in his seat, which was located on the back row. He ordered a bourbon and soda and smoked for a while while he waited for the plane to set off. The plane was only around a third full that afternoon, with just 36 passengers. The flight departed on time and the usual routine for the staff and the pilots commenced as the flight got into the air. This didn't last long, as just after 3pm... Dan Cooper got up out of his seat and approached Florence Schaffner, one of the stewardesses. Cooper handed Florence a note and told her that she'd better look at it. The wording in the note is not known, as this was later taken back by Cooper. However, when Florence looked at it, she was alarmed. The note implied that Cooper had a bomb in his attaché case and that he wanted her to come and sit in the seat next to him. She did what she was told and placed herself next to Cooper where he proceeded to open the case. Florence would later state that when she looked inside, she saw what looked to be eight red cylinders with wires and a battery attached. 
He only left it open long enough for her to see that before shutting it again. He then told her that he wanted her to convey a message to the pilot. He demanded $200,000, reports differ whether he said in negotiable American currency or in $20 bills. He also wanted four parachutes, two primary parachutes and two reserve parachutes, and he wanted there to be a fuel truck waiting when the plane landed in Seattle. Schaffner took this information to the pilot as asked by Cooper, and when she got back, Cooper had reportedly put on some dark glasses. It's reported that he remained calm and cordial with the staff and didn't want to alert the other passengers that there was a hijacking taking place. Staff on the plane later stated that Cooper was polite, ordered a drink and tried to get meals for the staff in Seattle while they were refuelling. Meanwhile, the pilots alerted the authorities and they began to put the necessary arrangements in place according to Cooper's demands. Northwest Orient had confirmed that they would pay the money and that everyone should cooperate with the hijacker fully. The plane circled while passengers were told that there had been some minor difficulty with the aircraft, which was seen as an inconvenience to many of the passengers who were trying to get to different places for Thanksgiving. This, however, was much more of a preferable explanation to the real situation unfolding. Passengers were none the wiser about what had happened when they eventually landed at Seattle-Tacoma Airport. They exited the plane while Cooper remained on the aircraft, along with a stewardess named Tina Mucklow, who had been acting as the go-between. The parachutes were loaded onto the plane, as was the $200,000 in the form of $10,020 bills. After the plane refuelled, it set off again with the pilot, co-pilot, flight engineer and Tina Mucklow on board. Cooper had already spoken to the pilot about the route that he wanted the plane to take. He first said that he wanted the plane to land in Mexico City, but the pilot said that a second refuelling stop would be needed as the plane wouldn't make it that far. It was agreed that they would land in Reno, Nevada, Cooper specified that they needed to fly at the slowest airspeed possible, around 115 miles per hour, stay at 10,000 feet maximum altitude, keep the landing gear down and to keep the cabin unpressurised. All of these things were agreed, and not long after takeoff, Cooper told Mucklow to head into the cockpit and shut the door behind her. Mucklow last saw Cooper in the aisle, near the aft stairs, possibly holding a parachute. Around 8pm, the cockpit was alerted to the fact that the aft stairs had been activated and lowered. Just 13 minutes later, upwards movement was felt by the pilot. When the plane landed in Reno two hours later, Cooper was nowhere to be found. One of the parachutes was gone, as was the cash. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It was suspected that the upwards movement was Cooper jumping out of the plane. After the plane had landed, the FBI took over the scene, and it was evident that the hijacker had taken two of the four parachutes. The older military parachute, and the dummy parachute, which didn't work. This was on first glance puzzling, but some have speculated that he may have taken the military parachute, as that's the one he was familiar with, and the dummy parachute to hold the money while he jumped. The FBI recovered the other two parachutes, along with other items. A clip-on black tie that Cooper had been wearing, a mother-of-pearl tie clip, as well as eight cigarette butts from some rally cigarettes. It was an incredible theory that the hijacker had jumped out of the plane with the money and had somehow got away with it. The FBI spoke to staff on the plane, who told them everything they could remember about Cooper, and from this they produced composite sketches. These sketches would become synonymous with the case, one of a man with glasses and one without. After scouring all the evidence on the plane, the FBI tried to narrow down an area where Cooper could possibly have landed. An area close to the Lewis River in southwestern Washington was searched extensively on foot and through an aerial search, but nothing was found. Neither the body of D.B. Cooper nor the money. The FBI also tried to trace the money, if Cooper had managed to get away. They had the serial number of every bill issued to Cooper, and told the public to be on the lookout for any of them in circulation. None of these were recovered until 1980. Eight-year-old Brian Ingram was in a beachfront area called Tina Bar, when he discovered three wads of money in rubber bands. This money was found to be the ransom money, and was matted and disintegrated. This area was not directly in the place where the landing zone was thought to be, and tests more recently have discovered they probably weren't buried there at the time of the hijack, but arrived in that area sometime afterwards. This begged the question, how did it get there? Over the years there have been an abundance of theories and a huge list of suspects put forward for who D.B. Cooper could be. Many of them have some sort of military experience or parachuting knowledge, and lots of them in some way fit the description given by the airline staff. Who D.B. Cooper really is, though, and where the money went, remains a mystery. The FBI suspended the active investigation in 2016. However, there is a huge community of people still searching for Cooper's identity, and crucially, the missing fortune. Whatever happened to D.B. Cooper that night, the story of the hijacking and his escape, 
remains one of the most talked about crimes in our history.